0: John Wilner joining us here on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get an iPhone 11 on us when you activate a new line of service with a flex lease and eligible trade-in now through December 5th. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. John, uh, first of all, fantastic piece that you put out today. Um, but it is alarming to think that the Pac-12 could be locked out of a top 10 class again.
1: Well, it is. And, you know, the thing about recruiting is, in addition to it, not being an exact science obviously is that the repercussions are often multiple years away right? I mean it's pretty rare that you're going to have a recruiting class that has more than one or two kids who make real impacts the following fall. Mm-hmm. So this is really uh, about what's going on today is really about two, three, four years out and uh, that it's a compounding effect, right? A couple of bad years just kind of extend your your stretch, and I just don't see that any of the schools really have got that level of elite talent that is going to enable them to to kind of manage the headwinds that you have in the Pac-12 with the schedule and, and get into the playoffs.
0: You know, I, would, I just put out a tweet, John, because this just reminds me how important it is to keep players in your state, your, your top-end players in your state. And another part of the piece that you put out today talks about how California and Arizona are losing those top prospects. And they're not losing them to Utah. They're not losing them to their next-door neighbor. They're losing them back east and in the, in the Midwest.
1: Well, I mean, this is, you know, in my mind, there are two real significant long-term recruiting challenges for the for the Pac-12. One is, you know, kids, the, the reduction in number of kids that are actually playing football out west. Because the, you know, high school football in, in California especially is, is dropping faster than high school football, you know, in Florida and Texas and Ohio the feeder states for the other power five. Uh, the other issue is that, you know, the LSUs, and it used to be five, ten years ago. you know, Notre Dame always has been a presence in West Coast recruiting because they play out here in their national school, right? But now it's not just Notre Dame. It's Ohio State and LSU and Alabama, and now Clemson in the last two years is coming out here. And it's like open season. And the fact that, the, the dominant school historically in the primary recruiting ground is struggling with USC. Yeah. It means Southern California is just op- – it's open season, right? And everybody's coming in and plucking those kids out. Some, some of them are Pac-12 schools that are plucking the kids out. But it's also Bama and LSU that are just – Adding to their roster, I mean, it's a double whammy for the conference because those schools are getting stronger and the Pac-12 is getting weaker relative to those schools.
0: John, what would it take for USC to stop that bleeding?
1: Well, I mean, certainly changing coaches would have been a – probably a a good start i mean i think they probably could have hired either one of us and anything would have been better than what they've got because it's just there's so much negativity about clay helton and his future and all the you know the dumpster fire that is that that school that you know anything would have been better but keeping clay helton uh you know just kind of uh them to a what is for them and you know an epically bad recruiting year i mean it's bad for anybody for them it's epically bad and i don't know that they're going to be able to salvage it based on what's happened today so so now it's just going to get worse until they make a coaching change
0: it's such a great point though there's two parts to that with clay and then with some of the unknown and and john i harp on this all the time because i was a big time recruit coming out of idaho and i needed to know a coach was going to be there for five years i needed some uh, some consistency i I needed some idea that i was going to have the same staff that i was committing to at that time and you know you leave that up in the air for so long that clay helton's probably not going to be back how how much do you believe that that hurt this class, and how much do you believe that hurts classes in general? Well, I
1: think it hurt this class a ton. But the, the thing about recruiting now is, I mean, you got to, a lot of times the juniors are making up their decisions in the winter and spring of their junior year. So bringing Clay Helton back is going to hurt SC. It, it's not only hurting SC now, it's going to hurt next year's class. It's a two-year uh, blow essentially, and so now, you know, they they recruited pretty well last year, but not well this year, and probably not well next year. So now, all of a sudden, you're looking at, you know, like we said, it's a you have to look out a few years with the recruiting. But now, if you look out to the like the 2022, 2023 seasons, the bulk of SC's roster is going to be these few years where they have been recruiting. Just like an average average program at best, and so it's hard to envision how they're going to get themselves up back to you know their standard uh, for for many years.
0: John Wilner joining us here on ninety-seven-five twelve into the zone. He does a fantastic job. You could follow him on Twitter at Wilner Hotline. I believe if that's correct, John at Wilner Hotline. Yep, that's right. Um, follow yep. him on there. And then if if you aren't subscribed or if you don't follow his his piece, the, these daily pieces that he puts out, he does a fantastic job. Just kind of keeping you in touch with what's going on with the Pac-12. So, uh, John, how? <sighs> Just how harmful is it that the Pac-12 got locked out of the college football playoffs again?
1: I mean, the commissioner himself said it was harmful, uh, which is something. I mean, he's right, but it's a pretty big public admission, and it made headlines coast to coast. I think it is it is a big deal. Uh, it's now three years in a row and four of the last five, and it just creates the perception that the Pac-12 isn't as good as the other conferences, and perception is reality, and that reality comes in the form of ticket sales, and recruiting successes, and uh, TV appearances, and all that stuff, and it just kind of compounds everything, it's gets, gets kind of tossed into a cauldron, And the resulting stew is just, you know, not very. uh, It's not very savory for the Pac-12, so to speak. You know, I think the Larry Scott's dead on. But the problem is that the way you're judged these these days is whether you can put a team in the playoff. I mean, the ACC stunk. Pac-12 was much better than the ACC. But Clemson, Clemson's dominance kind of uh, overshadows uh, the rest of it because the ACC's got a team that can play with the big boys. The Pac-12, the perception is as deep as it is, right? I mean, you know, seven, eight, eight pretty good teams are good teams, but no elite teams. And that's, that's how the system is set up to favor the conferences with elite teams.
0: I saw you also put out a piece about the Pac-12 bowls and the bowl participants. How important is it that these Pac-12 teams go in and try to mm-hmm. dominate their bowls? Because, man, we've had some lean years of Pac-12 teams winning bowl games.
1: You lean years, yeah. I mean, here's what I'd say about the Bulls. I think that uh, there's seven games, right? And I would say that even if the Pac-12 goes 3-4, and four, it's a successful Bull season if Oregon wins. I think the conference has got to win the Rose Bowl because if you look back... And you figure, you look at all the, the real, you know, the high-profile games, whether it's the, the games on Labor Day weekend or the, the major bowls. Conference has a won one since USC beat Penn State in the Rose Bowl at the end of the 2016 season. Wow. So I think the Pac-12 really needs Oregon to win that game. Now, Wisconsin is not Ohio State. It's not Michigan, right? But it's still the you know a big top 10 big 10 team and I think that would really help if Oregon loses that is just going to add to the perception Pac-12 can't play with the big boys
0: wow well fingers crossed I mean big big important bull year for for the Pac-12 and hopefully USC and others can continue to get the the signees that they need to climb up some of those rankings and you know, John, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Pac-12. I'm a fan of football in the West. I want to see it continue to rise. So hopefully these things can get better. I really appreciate your, your time on a very, uh, very busy day like today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. John Wilner at Wilner Hotline. Give him a follow. He really does a great job with, you know, stuff specific to the Pac-12